This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dumb Nerds Podcast, a show where comedians talk about smart topics they're too dumb for. I'm your host, Cassie Jerkins, and today we have a great episode with Cody Ziegler, also known as Zig, and we are talking about Edgar Wright films. Zig is a great human being. He's somebody that I've passed by at UCB and said hello to, but never actually sat down and had a conversation with him. So how special is it that we got it on Dumb Nerds? And Zig is a delightful person, and it's great to be like, hey, this is somebody I admire in the community, and you down and talk with them and be like, I know more about them and I think they're the coolest and I want to be their friend. Zig is awesome. Zig is a podcast producer at UCB as well as a podcast host. You can check him out on one of my favorite podcasts, The Second Team and Blurds with Friends. Be sure to check that out. He's also part of the Bing Bong Industries. It is a production company where a group of comedians and filmmakers make stuff because that's what we do. We make stuff and that's one of the main things we talk about on this episode is our passion for filmmaking what brought us here to LA it is the perfect blend of second team and dumb nerds because we also talk about people that inspire us and someone that inspired Zig is Edgar Wright rightfully so because Edgar Wright is the coolest Edgar Wright is a great filmmaker he's a director and writer and sometimes uncredited actor you might have seen his movies like Shaun of the Dead Hot Fuzz Scott Pilgrim vs. the World The World's End and coming soon Baby Driver Zig and I sit down and talk about why he's so great why inspired Zig and why we're out here and we get really nerdy about filmmaking, movie shots, editing, the art of acting. This is a really, really fun episode and I hope you guys enjoy it. You can also follow Zig on Twitter at Ziggy Mardust. Without further ado, let's get into it. This is the Dumb Nerds Podcast with Zig and it's all about Edgar Wright films. are in awesome in it hey zig how's it going good how are you i'm great yeah i I just realized this is the first time we've ever actually met outside of like facebook stuff yeah well used to be i'm always like hey yeah well that's true (laughs) it's the first time we've had like a real conversation then totally first time we're going to have a real conversation i feel like though and this sounds like this is very like podcast stalkery but i Mm. love second team so i'm always listening to you so i feel like i've had a conversation (laughs) with you before i uh i I, it's weird because i forget that people actually listen to the show like it's one of those (laughs) things that i just make and put it out there so whenever people like yeah i listen to that episode i was like how did you find out about it like oh wait a minute i guess i forgot that you can easily find it (laughs) Yeah, and we're Facebook friends, so you post about it, and like, uh, yeah, I think for so many people, the podcast is like somebody you know is on the show. Yeah, totally. Like, I think for me, it might have been Iffy or Carl or something, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, I want to hear what this is about, and then once I got into the show, I was like, oh, I love this. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah. These are cool guys. It's great. It's like, it's fun, funny, and then like informative for like- like comedians that are like really in the trenches trying to like yeah work their way up. So. That that was the the, f- the reason that we made that show. We usually have we used to have three co-hosts too. Mm-hmm. They come back and forth now, but they're kind of busy. But it's like if we this will be like our way of like not asking for a career advice, but acting under the guise of someone else, <laughs> so people won't feel like we're like annoying them all the time. Yeah, yeah. Asking them all these specific questions, but yeah, uh, like I'm really 
I'm happy that people listen to it. And I'm also glad that people have done the show. <laughs> like, yeah. where people will, like, let me badger them for an hour about, right. you know, yeah. just this different esoterics about their <laughs> career. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure you deal with this too, but like sometimes reaching out to a guest that like you, like I don't mm-hmm. necessarily know super mm-hmm. well, but it's somebody that I'm like, Oh, I'd love to have on the show. Mm-hmm. It's like this fear of like, Oh, they're going to say no. Yeah, yeah, or like yeah, yeah, yeah. be weirded out. But I've never had anybody be like, no, it just might be like, yeah, just give me a few months when my schedule opens yeah. up or whatever. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. I'm, like I said, you've done the same thing. It's like you reach out to people um, that you may not necessarily know that well, but what I found is that people are like genuinely like if you have a good vibe, like they wouldn't mind like just talking to a human being yeah. for 40 minutes because it's very rare to like have your phone off mm-hmm. and like stare at someone for like an hour and just talk about, hey, what are you yeah. into? What are you about? Blah, 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 stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. And get into stuff that either would be weird to just bring up in like everyday conversation mm-hmm. yeah. or uh, like for me with this podcast, it's like, oh, I want to get into I want to learn about something mm-hmm. like uh, it It would be at a party. The the weird kids in the corner that are yeah. like, we're talking about this. Yeah, because we're nerdy, weird people. I was going to ask you, like, is that the was that the main like impetus for the show was like kind yeah. of delving into this esoterics? Yeah. And kind of like combining some of my favorite podcasts mm-hmm. and like putting them together. Like I really like comedy podcasts and yeah. then I like nerdy NPR con- podcasts. Mm-hmm. So it's like. How can I marry the two? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you totally. been enjoying the experiences so far? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've been learning a lot. And then sometimes uh, going down the rabbit hole about a topic and then mm-hmm. uh, and then being like, oh, we're really dumb. We don't really know what we're talking about. Uh, what has been the topic that you have, you came in with like the least amount of knowledge, but you were like, you found yourself being super invested in? Uh, quantum physics. Oh, that <laughs> sounds like a, what Brainiac talked about that. Yeah. Uh, Luce, Tom oh, Bernard. Wow. Yeah. And we both were like, oh, we have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. It oh, was pretty awesome. bad. And we recently, I had Kara Myers on <clears throat> and we talked about the dark web mm. and that was another one where we've never been on the dark web. Yeah, so did you go like, on the dark web? Not yet. You only go on those weird <laughs> secret sites that no one can yeah, access. Yeah, but a lot of people have like reached out to us about like, oh, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm like, okay, maybe I will go I on I have it. heard that most of it is just like garbage. It's just like yeah. bad, bad internet memes that are like 15 years out of date <laughs> at this point. Yeah, I mean, that's like basically what the internet is. So it's like, <laughs> why would it be anything really that special? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Zig, why, uh, you picked the topic of Edgar Wright films. Yes. So why did you pick the topic? Uh, Edgar Wright, uh, is one of my favorite directors. He's also his first or his like first major release, Shaun of the Dead is what Mm -hmm. got me into like filmmaking. Like, oh man, I love this so much. I want to learn how to make movies. And like, it was one of the main reasons I decided to like go to film school. Oh, that's awesome. To like go back to school and get get a master's in film. Yeah, um, Shaun of the Dead is great. It's a, such a fantastic film. It's so funny. And from a filmmaker's perspective, like, I'll never forget the shots where, like, anytime they're setting something up and they they go super yeah, fast, yeah. it's like, do, 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 bam, is, like, so cool. And, like, never really seen that before. Yeah, like, it's super captivating. I, yeah. I, I remember uh, it came out, I think, like, 2004, which was, I guess, I graduated in 2005. So like I got the DVD. I remember seeing like the the uh, trailers and stuff. Like mm-hmm. that seems fun, but like I never got around to watching it in theaters. Same. And then uh, it was on like on demand one day, and I watched it, and I loved it. And I went <laughs> and bought the the DVD. And me and my friend Sterling watched it at least twice a week that summer. Every every week we'd watch that movie. That's amazing. And like it got to the point where like we would just like quote scenes. Like yeah, I knew like I didn't know what it was called then, but like I knew the shot design for certain scenes. Mm-hmm. And um, 
it's funny enough, like when I was graduating my undergrad at Appalachian State, uh, I was taking a cinema studies course and like we had our thesis, like we had our thesis about, you know, a film and like a director and like I did Shaun of the Dead. Nice. And I, uh, <laughs> we had to do like a close reading of a scene, which is when like you pick a scene from a movie and you like write down all the shots and then like you storyboard every single shot and then you write the motivation for what happened. And I did the scene where uh, he's hung over and he goes to the corner store to get the, uh-huh. the, the Coke or whatever. And I like, <laughs> I had like so much fun, like just breaking it down and like yeah. watching like how, how, um, how well choreographed it was and like how nice the staging was. Yeah. And once you watch a movie like 50 or 60 times, like I started noticing like the writing, like his movies, or at least those movies are like, um, almost like, um, uh, is it paradid not a paradiddle um what's it when when like hannah is a pent uh, uh oh an anagram at, uh no it's like h like when <laughs> things are mirrored of i should know the word well anyway it's a p word yeah but basically <laughs> the first half to have the movie is basically just a mirrored reflection of the first mm-hmm. the ending of the movie so oh, like wow. things that happen that like maybe things that happen in the 10 minutes will be like a line or a saying yeah. or like a situation that they're then faced with that same situation, but they have a different perspective. Yeah. Uh, and like, I remember That's like, right. a, that is yeah, how I, it ends. I was yeah. like, uh, like, uh, I remember like watching that and like, Whoa, this is, this is <laughs> such an interesting way to like write a movie. And also like, just to like really hold the audience on because you're telling them every single thing that's going to happen. Like, right. Like there's always a scene in that, in those, like Sean, the dead hot fuzz and the world's in where like, they explain every single thing that's going to happen. Like in the first 15 minutes, like these characters are going to die. Yeah. Um, this is what's going to be the setup. And then you just watch it play out. And like the idea, like being so confident in your writing and also being so free and like, all right, this is what's going to happen. And now we're just going to take you along for the ride for the next 90 minutes yeah. and like watch it happen. I was, I found that so fascinating. And then like, his just like, you're saying like the editing, like the shot design, mm-hmm. like the way that he plays with like pacing and like how he can make things re- like a really mundane thing really mundane things seem very um epic and epic, like, like a lot amazing. of stakes like yeah if you're gonna buy a, if you're gonna like pour some water in that coffee yeah. you'd have like the snap zooms and yeah. like you opening the fridge and yeah. stuff and then like all the volume is like yeah the volume is cranked it's up like so real and yeah. it's like this is so fun like it's such a free <laughs> and fun way of shooting mundane things yeah um because like you know he like that stuff i remember watching movies like Evil Dead as a kid, which is like where he referenced those type of like quick actiony mm-hmm. shots. But it's always like a dude like breaking in the door, like putting on a gun and all that stuff. But like yeah. taking that and marrying it with like <laughs> mundane things, I yeah. found such a funny, funny concept so for shooting good. something. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it, exactly what you said. It's so funny, and you can tell like by his work that he he takes every shot seriously. Yeah, like, there's no throwaway shots. I think sometimes watching like maybe new filmmakers and mm-hmm. stuff, it's like you know the scene they really want you to care about and they yeah. really put the time and all the money yeah. and everything in and then others that are like, we're just getting you there. Like, yeah. just hang on, it's going to get good. Yeah. But yeah, he has found every moment to like mean something. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and like one of my favorite scenes too is like the record scene. Oh yeah, like, where they're throwing the records. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then just like that is just another great moment of like, yeah, in the zom- in a zombie movie, like you don't talk about that. It's just survival. Like yeah. you, anything is a weapon. Yeah. And then here it's like, like what if you know, 2017, we're fighting zombies, <laughs> like. We're going to care about using our laptops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Valuable. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to throw that shot ACD. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want to keep it. Yeah, and it's just like such brilliant writing too. Like, mm-hmm. And then the acting is so great of like trying to survive, but then also like protecting your valuables. Yeah, right. Time. Yeah. And I love that. Um, I, I think 
I mean, it's because I saw Shaun of the Dead first, but like that's the one that's really stuck out with me where I'll sit down and watch it once a year just to like get mm-hmm. my creative juices flowing in. Like, oh, yeah. this is why I'm in this. Um, but I, I really enjoyed like breaking down, like taking away like the zombies and all that stuff. It's really a movie about a guy, Sean, who's kind of trapped between like, do I want to be a responsible person and like mature with my girlfriend yeah. or do I want to keep hanging out with my friend and, <laughs> you know, play video yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think because I was like, you know, 17 or 18 when it yeah. happened, I was like, yo, that's, this is, yeah, that is a pretty, you know, I think everyone focused comes to that point in their life where like, yeah, I need to like sort of yeah. mature and like, yeah. you know, you don't want to leave behind the things that you love, especially like your best friends who are like, as a, especially as a teenager, like yeah. they form so much of who you are, like the oh, music yeah. or like going to like, you know, we're going to go to the, we're going to go to the city and hang out at the mall and like <laughs> try to pick up guys or girls depending <laughs> yeah. on whatever you're into. And like just having all these moments that form you as a person. And then, you know, you reach like, you know, you're 22 and you're like, all right, this is fun, but I should probably start focusing on like, Maybe like having a room that's not a complete mess all the time yeah, or being able to yeah. fl- uh, pay, pay my bills and stuff like that. Yeah, it's yeah. I remember like high school, especially college, when mm-hmm. everyone was get, starting to get their acceptance le- letters and it's like getting real like, oh, like most of us are leaving. Yeah. Like, no one's staying. And yeah. like if you're staying, it's kind of like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, and then just realizing like, like time is pushing you and like it's everything's going to change. Like so either like go with it. Or yeah, or just regress and like be sad and yeah, right. <laughs> just like being like, where is everybody? Or <laughs> oh, I got these people that stayed. We're just gonna keep yeah. living and because yeah, those friendships are super important. And it's also um, I feel like it's it's. I was listening to uh, another podcast. Uh, you know, have you listened to Against the Grain with uh, Carl Tart and? Edgar. I have had Edgar and Jackie's on, ah, uh, but I've been sh- meaning to download it. <laughs> it's a good show, but they were just talking about how, um, you know, five years from now, really thinking back, like how, how many people that you hang out with now will still be your friends in five years? Yeah. And like, I remember like 20, like thinking back from 20 to 25. And now that I just turned 30, like 25 to 30, it's like, yeah, like other people that I hung with constantly yeah. that I really want to keep in touch with like two or three of them. And I right. saw sort of the same thing now where it's like, like I can kind of peg like, my group of friends that are still going to be my group of friends from like five years. Yeah. And the idea of like having to choose between like, you know, when you're younger, you hang out with people every day and now it's like, yeah, we'll hang out maybe twice a week for lucky. Yeah. And you yeah. have things like a serious like relationship and like, you don't really, mm-hmm. you focus a lot of your, maybe your energy and time towards this person and this yeah. your friends. And it's, you know, it's one of those things where you grow older and you're like, ah, yeah, this is life. But, uh, I don't know if I, it's, it's really difficult juggling those things and being cognizant of those things. Well, as we all Yeah. Grow. Yeah. Like, sometimes like catching yourself growing apart from somebody is mm. like you, you like afterwards after the fact you can look back and be like oh this is when like yeah maybe i got this job or they got this yeah. and then we like or they moved and everything and then i also find it interesting like what you were saying about like being so close to people and then five years like not hanging out with them anymore mm-hmm. it's like i always find it weird to like the people that maybe they move away and then you only get to see them like once a year or yeah. whatever and then some people it's like when you see them, it's like there's no time. Yeah, like, and yeah. It's like you instantly hit it off. Yeah. And then there's others where you're like, we've grown apart. Really weird. Yeah. And I don't think we're ever really gonna hang out again. Yeah. Like, it's 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 such an odd thing because it's, it's so weird. It's like I don't know if, if you feel the same thing, but it seems like an out of body experience when you're like, like all right, this is the moment where like we sort of break apart and we stop hanging out twenty four seven. Yeah. But it, I really do cherish those friendships. Um, I have a bunch of friends that are super tight with when I was in. 
um, film school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're all over the country. Like some of them in Chicago doing stuff. Some of them in like Atlanta and New York doing stuff. But like, it's one of those things like you mentioned, like we meet up, we meet up with each other. It's like, man, it's like, I just saw you yesterday. Uh, like we still yeah. have the stupid bits that we're saying doing the <laughs> yeah. same inside jokes. And like, we still have that bond. And like, you know, that I may only see you once or twice a year, but I know we're going to be like legitimately lifelong friends. Yeah. You have to like value that. Like, I think yeah. that's like what makes life so great. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then the other people, I don't know. I don't know why it doesn't work out. <laughs> like the only thing I can think of is like, if you or the other person, when you come to meet again, like mm. have some sort of guard up, then like you just sense it. And then yeah. it's like, I guess that's it or whatever. Are you from LA? I'm originally from San Diego. Have you, I don't, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is something that I experienced, but like you came out here to like, you know, do creative stuff, like do yeah. comedy stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing acting, you said you had an audition yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah. When you hang out with like people from like high school or people that, you know, from, from like your younger life, do they have like that guard with like, oh, they think they, she thinks she's so much better than us. She's going here <laughs> making funnies and like doing all yeah. this stuff. Or uh, no, I never get like the side eye. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think too, I came from like a working class like high school. Mm-hmm. So the fact that like I moved out here, everyone's like cool. Oh and yeah. They, but they also totally get like the struggle. Like, yeah. Because yeah. they're like, yeah, I'm working my shitty job or yeah. I'm doing this. Um, and then there's are a few people that are like, yeah, now I'm making six figures or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I never get the sense of like, you think you're better than me or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like once in a while, someone will be like, oh my God, you're like, you're Facebook friends with Hal Rudnick? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I see him all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, cool. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, that's funny because I get, I get caught up in that stuff too and like you forget that that like you like you do live in like the entertainment bubble. Yeah. Like uh, whenever I go home for like holidays and stuff, it's really hard for me to like watch a TV show or commercial movie and not be like, oh, that's Kirby or oh, yeah, that's yeah. Matt or yeah. that's Tom or yeah. whatever the Knowing person is. And like they're like, we get it. Like <laughs> no, I was like, no, it's like I just I'm excited that like yeah, yeah. I'm kind of sort of still hanging out with them even though yeah I'm three thousand miles away from yeah. everyone. You know, it's it's funny and also like when you are Facebook friends or. Or like Instagram or something like that, and like you're tagged in one of their pictures, and people are like, you know, this person is like, <laughs> yeah, we were in like two or one together, yeah, like yeah, yeah, four years ago. Yeah, and they're like, wow. But it's <laughs> like, but then I remember going home so many years and being like, yeah, I'm taking classes at UCB, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And then like the next year they'd be like, so how's UC Berkeley going? Yeah. And I'm like, I, oh no, Not this, no, <laughs> and, no, uh, we don't yeah. get grades. Well, I guess you get grades now. Yeah, we do get grades <laughs> yeah. now. But it's like, so it just got to a point where I felt like everything I was doing was like, like I love it, but it's very like small in like my world and not expect like yeah. everybody to know. So then when people start to be like, like, oh my God, like adult swim. I know adult swim. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, as soon as they know like a buzzword, then it's like, okay, I got to be cool for a that couple would make minutes, sense, yeah. but I can't brag too much because then everyone will hate me. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny. I, I had a, I was a, I worked at adult swim for like six months. I was a showrunner's assistant. And I remember when I got the job, I went to like six interviews. Like I finally got the job. It took, it was like a two month process. Mm-hmm. And I remember I, um, I think, I had, of course, I had like a Facebook says like, hey, I got a job at Old Swim, blah, blah, blah. And I got so many calls from people that I have not talked to in so long. Wow. Being like, uh, oh, my God, congratulations. Uh, don't get your head get too big. I was like, <laughs> don't worry. I'm just going to be getting coffee for, for two directors. Yeah, You're going to exactly. be good. You know? <laughs> yeah, I've had things too where, yeah, it's on Facebook. I'm like, oh, I got this thing. And it's like two likes. And then yeah. something else, I'm like, oh, I got this thing. 400 likes yeah. and I'm like actually the thing no one cared about yeah. like was the better yeah, gig or that's whatever. that's way better for my career yeah. my personal <laughs> yeah. loving of LA than yeah. anything else. Yeah, it's so weird. 
All right. So Edgar Wright. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, Shaun of the Dead is one of the top movies. I'm yeah. like, this is different and it's fun. And I think moving on with like Scott Pilgrim and like oh, other gosh, things. Such a good film. And, yeah. Like Scott Pilgrim. To, I feel like, I don't know. Do you watch much Tarantino? You're a big Tarantino mm-hmm. fan. I feel like, I feel like Tarantino's like best film is Jackie Brown. Like that, I feel like that's like his best right, film. Right. Like, but mm-hmm. if you wanted to have like a masterpiece, like this is everything that, if you think of Tarantino styling, this is what it's about. Like Kill Bill is like the most Tarantino film. Yeah. But I feel like Jackie Brown is like the best film that he's made. And I feel so that like, was like his first big one too, Jackie Brown. Yeah. It was like, yeah. the, so he didn't write it. Like he's the only one that he didn't write. He just oh, like directed it. And it was like everything that like you think of Tarantino is for like, this is what yeah. his type of directing is like black exploitation, but not, crazy over the top like kill bill yeah um when i think of sean that or um scott pilgrim was like oh like this is like his masterpiece like if you want to see like edgar wright at like at, like dialed up to like 11 mm-hmm. like we have just in just like such mind-bending like transitions and editing like yeah. those like oh, the sound effects that pop up yeah the visuals yeah. are insane like yeah, the fight scenes the, are so good i, I remember yeah. i saw that for, i saw the movie with my buddy when it came out and yeah. he just stopped he's like we're watching michael Sarah kung fu kick chris <laughs> evans in the face <laughs> and you're like yeah this is happening like no one yeah. else could make this like yeah make this not as insane as it already is totally yeah that film is great. Fun fact, last time I watched it, I was on mushrooms. Oh, yeah. that sounds like an experience. That was an experience because we I was with some friends up in Big Bear and we started doing shrooms and we put on Tropic Thunder, which yeah. I'd never seen before. Yeah. And I was like cry laughing because yeah. everything was so funny. And then we went over to Scott Pilgrim and we're like, this is going to be great. The visuals are awesome. Yeah. And then like. We just noticed the energy in the room was really going down. Yeah. And then I, I was like, is it just me or is like all the characters unlikable? <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, they all kind of suck. So yeah. we had to like, like, we just went, I think we just sped through to like the action scene. Yeah. And we're like, all right, we got to get out of here and like yeah. go outside and look at the stars. <laughs> but it's like, I never realized that until on Shrooms being like, Everyone kind of sucks. That's funny. <laughs> I'm just realizing that you mentioned mentioning that. It's like, yeah, Scott Pilgrim's kind of a scumbag. He's like yeah. 22 dating a 17-year-old girl that he immediately drops, drops yeah. when he meets like the medic pixie girl. Yeah. And, and like, then, but even the 17-year-old, you're like, well, I guess that's the redeeming character. But then she comes back as an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, everyone's kind of shitty. Yeah. But it's still like, it's but weird. it's so I, fun. Yeah. I, I remember reading, um, I read the comic book like a, a couple months before the movie came out oh, and cool. I, I found it very relatable. Because I was like, I was sort of that, I was sort of like in that scene when I was in high school. Like, everyone's in bands doing things, like meeting all these people. Mm-hmm. And like, everyone has like, you know, the that weird guy that's a little bit too old that hangs out with everyone else. <laughs> yeah. And like, there's always like that super, like, super cool girl that everyone is just, she's so mysterious, but no one knows who she is. Yeah. And, like, I found that very relatable, just like kind of dicking around like the pizza hut, the pizza parlor, like two o'clock in the morning doing this stuff. Yeah. And like, I found it super cool. And then like, the movie came out, and I remember being blown away because. I was like, oh, it's sort of translated at best as you could this weird, like, comic book kung fu video game musical. Yeah. That, you know, really shouldn't work. And, but it does sort of work. Yeah. And the cast is super all over the place. We have, like, Chris Evans playing yeah. Chris Evans. You have uh, Allison Pill. Allison like Pill. Yeah. Playing, like, she the detached, so cool. super cool. Dr- yeah. yeah. I remember thinking Kim Pine was such a cool yeah. character. Like, shouldn't give a fuck. I became obsessed with her. I was like, who is this actress? And now, like, whenever she's in anything, I'm like, I'll go see that. And she's, like, just an amazing character actress. Yeah. Is that what she's doing these days? Like, she's mainly yeah. character acting? 
Like, um, I feel like she's on a show right now, but she's like also done, ooh, I want to say the newsroom, but she recently, mm. uh, you know, Midnight in Paris? Uh, oh, yeah. Like Woody Allen. She played um, Zelda Fitzgerald. I could totally see that. Yeah. I could totally <laughs> see that. So she's always like, and yeah. then I think she was in um, Snowpiercer. Like, she's always playing like oh, these, like, yeah. like, if you know her, yeah. then when you see her, you're like, Hey. Yeah, but like she's just one of those people that's like always putting on a different hat and doing it so well that mm-hmm. it's like, fuck, like some people can act. <laughs> yeah, I'm always impressed by that too. People yeah. that play like bit parts, but like they're very like great actors yeah. or actresses. I always think back to like it sounds kind of silly, but like Law and Order. Like Law and Order always has like phenomenal like. New York, yeah, theater like New York theater actors that'll be like, yeah, you know, the call was over there, but that person that delivers a line so earnestly, yeah, they like you could only find that type of commitment in like a New York theater scene. And then yeah, you Google them and they're like on off Broadway, yeah, 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 (laughs) doing like Death of a Salesman. Yeah, you see them like singing some beautiful rendition from like Les Misérables. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, it's just like some people really care about the craft of acting. I think I appreciate that the most when like. You have a when someone has a small part, but they really lean into it a hundred percent. It's it's so wonderful because it, it grounds the entire world. When you have yeah. like, oh that that waitress, she has two lines, but man, she killed those two lines. Yeah, and yeah, she murked them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I think when you're into filmmaking, it's like you can appreciate those yeah. moments. Like I appreciate watching the person that has no lines in the scene, but is completely engaged in reacting and yeah. like making it feel real. Yeah, and it's like. They could just stand there. I've seen a lot of short films where <laughs> yeah. that person is definitely thinking about what's for lunch. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, man, I wonder if I wonder if Carissa's going to be free tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the shifty eyes of yeah. like looking up, maybe that stagehand that you think is cute or something. You know what I really love is like bad student film acting. I know <laughs> yeah. It's always just everything is on their sleeve. Like it's yeah. right up there. Yeah. And they have no, well, I guess no one on set knows what they're doing, but. Man, like watching like an I love you scene between two student actors, mm-hmm. ooh, get drizzled <laughs> over pancakes. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. I will. I have to show you uh, like this little short film I recently discovered that it's like half the actors are really good mm-hmm. and the other half are like, where did you find this person? Oh, that's so, that's always feel bad because they just have to do so much work. Like this, the good actors have to do so much you work have to, to carry that scene. shift through a lot of shit. Yeah. But, but it, I, I think it's a good reminder. Like, I think a lot of people think acting's easy or like, mm-hmm. Oh, I just keep, you know, going out there, putting myself out there. And eventually like, you know, Edgar Wright will be like, you, yeah, you're you, in my film. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but you gotta be like training and really thinking about like every specific moment in a scene and like why you're there. And like, I don't, I get woozy sometimes. People. Like I get, uh, I do it more from a directing standpoint, but when like you, when I, whenever I'm lucky enough to work with like super like like actors with like you know, oh there there's the movie right there. Yeah, like, uh, I'm always impressed when they're like, all right, when they have like their sheets are like breaking down with like emotions and stuff like yeah. for the lines and everything. Like oh my god, like I could I know I could never act like I could never do this. This yeah, is so much information. It's like a science. Like, <laughs> and also like there is a there's a famous acting teacher, um, Uta Hagen. And she has like basically, she's like, grab a journal and anytime you get a part, answer these questions. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you could sit there and you could fill an entire journal, yeah. like creating a character and like, yeah. and it gets really detailed. Like, what's your backstory? Yeah. Like, what do you eat on a given week? Like, all these like stuff. But it's like, but the whole philosophy behind it is if you think about all this stuff, 
it'll be present in the work mm -hmm. because you can get more lost into yeah. it. Yeah. 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 That's so impressive. I could never dedicate myself to that, but <laughs> I'm always loving people can. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so Allison Pill is great. <laughs> She's and, great. But uh, everybody on the film, I think is really good. Yeah. And I think it was also a, a departure from like his usual roster of like, you know, Simon Pegg and yeah. um, uh, something white. I should know. Cause I'm a huge fan of them, but yeah, it was, it was interesting seeing him work with people that I don't think have been in any of his other movies besides, yeah. besides, uh, I think he might. Yeah, I don't think he's anyone else in those yeah. other movies. Well, also, it's kind of like a different age bracket than yeah. he's working with. And like I think he captured that really well of like that young 20s. Like, yeah, you live in a shithole, but you're going to be the next big thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's weird that like a 30 something old British man captured <laughs> <laughs> the American Canadian like yeah. 20 something old yeah. slacker. Uh, did you ever watch his old TV show that he had? Space? Yeah. No, I was reading about it. And now I like want to check it oh, out. So good good yeah it's it's such a good show and like that's you can see that's where he tapped in like his all his, his regular talent mm -hmm. what i really appreciated about it was that it's so fun watching like a tv show that has such a unique style that has such a strong uh director's like style to it and also it's just a plain funny show because it's a bunch yeah. of it's a it's a British show where all the characters are in love with like American iconography. So like they're really into oh, like wow. American video games and like American machismo and like yeah. action like cliches and stuff. And like they all do like the air dart or the uh, airsoft gun challenges uh -huh. and stuff. Oh, and wow. paintball. And <clears throat> it was really cool seeing like the seeds of like, oh, this is where he formed his style. And like this is where they all formed their sort of like creative writing vision together yeah. and this is where uh, you can see like oh he does like those little montages with like the whip pans and stuff but it's like yeah. not quite as crisp but as it like would be yeah yeah it's like it's not quite as crisp but it's still there and it still gets some funny stuff going <laughs> that's uh, awesome uh and he had so he, his first film that he did was uh it was called like fistful of fingers or something like this it's mm -hmm. like yeah. cheesy low budget western he made with his friends and I, I saw like, I got, I got to see like the first 30 minutes because it used to be on YouTube. Oh, and cool. when I went to back to finish it, it was gone. Ah, but, bummer. <laughs> but like, it was so like earnest and fun and like embracing its goofiness. They had like, uh, like they made like little fake horses and that's what they rode around on. Like, oh, their guns <laughs> were cheap and fake. And like, there's this. Kind of like a tipping a hat to yeah, Monty Python. And yeah, the yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a scene where like, there is a scene where there's a sort of like the, was like the black knight there's almost like a black knight oh, scene where yeah, they like yeah. run into like this dude who's like blocking the path that they need to go to and he's mm -hmm. has such a shitty costume and it's just I so fun it. and earnest and sometimes I, like, I think you just have to double down on that to be yeah. like hey we're making a short film we don't have any money yeah so we know that the costumes are gonna look bad let's just make it like on purpose yeah like, those are the is, most fun like those yeah like i've always those are the sets that i've had the most fun on is when you're not trying to Oh, I gotta get this in front of an agent or a manager. Like, right, I really, yeah. I want to go for this commercial, so I'm like, I'm writing the spec. It's just like, yeah, you get your friends together and you make a thing that it's only going to be funny to you and your friends. Yeah. And like, you're so free to just like be goofy. And I think that's when you can sort of like by, by accident, make really great stuff Yeah, because the pressure's off and you're just sort of like flowing extemporaneously. I feel like that's a secret advice all the time is like, anytime you don't really like are attached to wanting something so bad, that's usually when you get it yeah. because it's like, yeah, you're not holding it on a pedestal and like for whatever reason, getting in your own way. Yeah. It's like, um, what's that saying? Um, like suffering one is the cause of all suffering or whatever that that saying oh, is. Yeah. I think of that about a lot about how like 
I really, oh man, I, I have to get this done. I have, <laughs> I need to get a manager by the end of the year so I can start like going out and like, you know, I really want to direct stuff for Funny or Die or whatever. Yeah. And then I'm like, you're like, you have all this stress and like you have a knot in your back. Like, oh, I got to get on set and direct these things. Yeah. And then you're like, but why? I like, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm having fun, but I'm having as much fun as I would. Yeah. If I didn't have to put all this like unnecessary pressure on myself to like totally get this thing out, to have someone just say, yeah. You know, yeah. it's, 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 yeah. it's an interesting well, thing that we put ourselves totally. through. Totally. And I think there, yeah, there's something, it's like, I think that there's a trap of like being so focused, like it's good to have goals and we should always yeah, be working totally, for totally. them. But if you're only thinking about the goals, then the next thing you know, you're like, my life sucks. I'm so depressed, mm-hmm. everything. And it's like, no, stop and like, look, yeah. like, everything's fine. Yeah. Like, if you're like breathing and you can put food on your like, yeah. plate and you have a place to sleep, like. Everything's kind life of is, sick. Life is really like you're in the yeah. minority. Life is great. Yeah. It's, I think like you mentioning that it, it kind of reminds me of like, you know, missing the forest for the trees. It's like, yeah, it's we, you make life so much harder than it necessarily needs to be when you're in like a pretty good position. Like, yeah, I'm sure we both have jobs that we like enjoy or at least positions in life. We're lucky really enjoy. to be where we're at. Yeah. Like, we get yeah. to do this. Yeah. Like we get to like just talk to people that we want to talk to for 40 minutes yeah. and like what let nice other kid. people listen to it. You know, yeah. it's uh yeah. Like. It's one of those things where I think I'm working on like trying to just do things because I like them and sort yeah. of embrace like n- not getting caught up in like the L.A. hustle. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's easy to. And, yeah. And, and like, yeah, being people that talk to other artists all the time, yeah. it's like you can tell who's trapped in that fog. And yeah. It's just like. Like, eh, it is what it is, or L.A., baby. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You just kind of have to, like, tongue-in-cheek it, you know? Yeah, I feel like the, the most grounded people are the people I've met that, you know, they're they're working towards something, but mm-hmm. they still have time to, like, let their hair down and not yeah, get caught up on it. Yeah, go have fun. Yeah. And wherever you're headed, you're going to get there. So mm-hmm. how you emotionally feel on the journey is where you have your control or whatever. Yeah, oh, I like that. The journey is the destination. Ooh. I like that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, and then going back to Spaced, mm-hmm. you said he, uh, so he got to direct the whole series? Yeah, he directed the whole series. That's uh, incredible because I don't know if that's like a British TV thing, but here it's like people come in and out of shows and direct yeah. one all the time. Um, so sometimes it's nerdy to be like, oh, I know this person direct this episode yeah. and you look for their style. But yeah. there's, it. I don't know, that seems like as a director, that seems so hard to jump into a TV show that's already established yeah. to be like, I have to maintain, maintain the integrity of the show, Yeah, but I'm the director, yeah. you know? I, uh, I uh, feel like I read some, st- also as British. So I think they do like, they don't do 20, I think they do like six or 10 episodes. They, yeah, they yeah. kind of go in and they're like, we're only doing X amount of episodes. Yeah. This is not a cash cow. This yeah. is like. We're it. in and out. We made the thing. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. Like the original office was like 12 episodes or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, Which personally i think is better but yeah I mean, but i also have tv shows that like when i watch the series for now well, i'm I don't like want to no. do <laughs> three seasons in a movie give me more yeah yeah exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i feel like i respect that yeah i'm the same way uh, i feel like i read a story an interview that he gave about about one of those days because of course it's gonna be super stressful yeah he's talking about how they went to lunch and he was talking to one of his producers about something and then he just found himself walking away from set, like to go take a call. They just kept walking. And then he found himself in like a phone booth, like <laughs> hours later, like having a breakdown, calling his producer saying, I don't know what to do. And, like his producer had to like talk him back from the ledge. Damn. And like, even like, I think of that story whenever I think of like, all right, yeah. Even people that are really good still have stress. Yeah. And, like it's very easy to break. Cause like, I imagine like if you're carrying 
they're probably doing it for some network. Yeah. Like they have to carry the creative vision of whoever the showrunners were, which I'm, mm-hmm. I'm guessing was like Simon Pegg, maybe him. Probably. But like they still have to make six episodes and like you're shooting and editing. I'm assuming he's in the edit room as well. It's like, it's a lot of work to do. Yeah. 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 And I think we forget that. Like, yeah. You know, we're so like, yeah. we're dreaming. Like, I can't wait to get that job when I get everything to be set. Yeah. It's like, no, that it's, pressure is going to get so much up. more. Like, yeah. I get stressed out on like low budget stuff. Like, <laughs> imagine like a TV show yeah. with like a bunch of moving parts and yeah. one that's actually like you're dedicating yourself to like mm-hmm. making good and. Uh, yeah. It's, it's yeah it's overwhelming yeah. it can be overwhelming and then yeah dealing with producers who maybe like are fighting you on your vision mm-hmm. and then also like i think too when you're the director it's like if this doesn't work out who are they gonna blame you know it's like <laughs> yeah. that and like the lead actor you know it's like yeah it's hard when it's like your neck is on the line yeah you know? it's easier when you're like the grip <laughs> it's like i'm making bank right yeah. now and yeah like- <laughs> this thing's uh, lit pretty well i yeah. it as best i could yeah I'm, uh, i'll be by the uh truck yeah the I taco thought- truck <laughs> yeah, taco truck yeah oh, we got tacos one second yeah. lunch yeah oh, i love craft services <laughs> <laughs> i love being on set and like breaking down all the cliches of each department and how true they are no matter what state i've been in like yeah. north carolina the, the grips are still the, the grips and Savannah, they were still the same. Yeah. And out here, they're even more dialed up to like <laughs> with the like they're sitting on Apple box being like, when's lunch? Exactly. <laughs> and like, it's funny because the ones out here, it's like your union. Yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You have the cushiest job of all, <laughs> yeah. but you're still going to find something to gripe about yeah. if you're like, hey, I know we said we're going to wrap at five, but we need to go an extra hour. They're the ones that are like, I'm fucking calling, oh, by I'm the, calling union. the union. <laughs> we're going to come down so hard on this production. I don't know why they're always from New York, <laughs> yeah. but that's what it always sounds like. They're like, we're going to come down so hard on this. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I get it, but it's also like, it's so fun. <laughs> yeah, they, well, that's not my department. I got to worry about it, but it is really fun to make fun of those guys. Yeah, yeah. Or at least poke fun at them. <laughs> All right. So let's see. What else about Edgar Wright? The newest film that's out or is coming out is coming Baby out. Driver, mm-hmm. right? Okay, mm-hmm. so it hasn't come out yet. Has it come out? I think it comes out. I think it comes out either the 9th or the 29th. It comes out very soon. Oh! This is good timing. Yeah, I know. Ooh, maybe Edgar Wright will listen to this oh, episode. Man, I have and then s- hire us. <laughs> I have such a, I, I there's not a lot of people that are like I want to like meet meet. Yeah. I want to meet him so badly. Just to be like one to say thank you. Yeah. Like uh I I he's one of the few people that I follow on like social media. Oh nice. So I followed his I follow his Instagram and I saw a picture that he took at the Target next to UCB. Oh and like, shit. It was posted like an like 30 minutes before I got there. I was like, <laughs> if you're still around, please let me know. I just want to shake your hand and say thanks. Of course he didn't answer, but like yeah, yeah. like just that that itching that I want to get him. Yeah, I would that love to like uh yeah, like I live near UCB Franklin yeah. and one day uh Matt Apodaca who was managing like Sunday mornings was mm-hmm. like Mark Ruffalo just walked by and I seriously like stood and thought for two minutes, like, am I going to put shoes on and just like go find him and be like, I love you. Like you're one of my role models. Like you mean everything. And then psyched myself out and was like, no, no, no. no. I I, I, look, yo, I would do that. Yeah. yeah. If I, like if you, if I got a text right now saying like, Hey, this is crazy. Uh, Edgar Wright's just hanging out in the inner sanctum. I would be there so fast. I would be like, I, 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 um, I mean, it's not like, I don't know if you have this too, but like, I feel like we sort of get like used to it out here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, LA running into like famous people or mm-hmm. celebrities or whatever. They say, oh, they're just, oh, that's just a dude getting his lunch or whatever. Yeah. But like, there are still moments where I get like, oh my God, that's yeah. this person. Like I saw, uh, 
Bob Odenkirk was at the Inner Sanctum one day. Oh, he, yeah. Somebody who actually would hang out in the Inner Sanctum. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who actually would hang out there. And I remember I didn't say anything because I was on the clock, but I was like, man, I would love to just be like, yo, Mr. Show had so much impact on me comedically. Yeah. I had the same thing with Maria, Maria Bamford. Like, I've met her, talked to her oh, all the time. Maria's oh, Maria's so nice, too. Yeah. She's, like, so nice. But even after, like, I've talked with her and, like, met her and stuff, I still want to be like, yo, you're really, like, I like your stuff. Yeah. Like, you're doing it. Like, yeah. your stuff is so different and so unique and mm-hmm. so, like, Maria Bamford, like no one yeah. else, like no one else can really do what you're doing. Yeah. Not that they need to hear that from Cody Zucker, <laughs> but you know, in my mind, they want yeah. to hear it. I know. I, I need to get better about that. Cause I think I, I just get in my head of being like, what do I say? Mm-hmm. And then there's been a couple of times where like, I've got, I've like worked it up to yeah. like go say something and mm-hmm. it like probably just comes out awkward or, <laughs> or they literally go, ah, thank you so yeah. much. They gotta it's be like, used of to course, it. Of course you would say that. Yeah. I don't know what else I'm expecting from this conversation, <laughs> but. Okay, bye. It's more like for us. It's more like you got to get it off your chest. Like I, I, uh, when I was, I went to the Savannah College of Art and Design for my mm-hmm. master's, which is where I keep saying film school. Uh, and we have, uh, they have an annual film festival, the Savannah mm-hmm. Film Festival, which is oh, like, awesome. It's like decent. I think I've heard of it actually. Yeah, it's like yeah. a nice festival, with like pretty good, uh, pretty good turnout. And one, one year they had um, one Edgar Wright's producers. Um, oh wow! She came down and she was giving like a talk, and I my roommate's like, "So we know you're going to go to this. Like, <laughs> you just can't, you you can't just like ask her questions about Edgar Wright for the yeah. entire time." But, okay, I'll ask one question. But I remember just sitting there and like just watching this person talk and being so like enamored with like, man, she's like living the life. She's like yeah. made some really great stuff. She's tapped some like really good talent, mm-hmm. and like. But it's like she'll never know. Like she's like, oh, this is, oh yeah, I just did that. That was 2003. That's when I did that. Yeah. No one's being gonna be like, no, like you, like just by you saying yes to this weird guy in his script. Yeah. Like you've influenced so many people that like just by proxies. Like she mm-hmm. tapped this. She tapped Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg. Like, all right, we'll give you some money. We'll give you some money to make a movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I did that. But yeah, we'll give you nailed some money. It. Yeah, nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> Crushed it. And like just by her like tapping this talent, like their work has influenced like a generation yeah. of people and myself. And like if I ever, you know, if I ever do make it in any type of success, like maybe one day somebody would be influenced by my stuff. Like yeah. I just, I've been thinking a lot about like just the lines of succession. Like I don't know what made you get into like comedy and stuff, mm-hmm. but like someone did that and they affected you. And like you're probably influencing at least your friends or teammates with your style. Yeah. You know, it's weird how yeah. that like sort of trickles down totally and yeah it's like and the handful of times not to my own horn but i've had people like in the community be like hey you inspired me to do this that's great and it's like and it stops me because like i'm just doing my thing yeah like going day to day and then when someone's like hey by the way like just getting to work with you or seeing like what you're doing has Mm -hmm. inspired me to do this it's like oh shit yeah that's cool yeah and like, that's like my favorite compliment, yeah. you know? And, but yeah. And like, uh, going back to what you said about like you watching Shaun of Dead to like mm-hmm. remind yourself, like why you're in here. It's yeah. like, like, I feel like we all have to have those like movies that it's like, okay, yeah, I'm watching Eternal Sunshine yeah. for like, the 500th time. But yeah. like Michel Gondry, like he did something that was different. And when I was young and I saw like, mm-hmm. you know, Mark Ruffalo yeah. and like, all these actors being like, what the fuck? This is so cool and different and feels a part of me is like, they get it. You yeah. Know? And it's so much purer than because like, we don't, we don't know, like we don't know what's going on. Like we don't know the production aspect. We're yeah. just watching a thing and like movies, like 
when your kids like movies like are real, like mm-hmm. you you don't know how the Ghostbusters exist, but you know that that that's reality that yeah. just exists somewhere out here in the world. Yeah. So like watching those movies and being like, yeah, this is this this happened. Mm-hmm. This is like a documentary from some weird parallel universe yeah. that we can just somehow tap into. And now I want to be able to tap in that universe, that like energy, creative energy, yeah. whenever I can. Yeah. Yeah. And and then I think getting out here and like then really learning like all the work and everything yeah. that goes into it. And like this past year, I've been like learning how to edit more. Oh, and great. Like just learning like, oh, how to make a movie look like a movie and like yeah. filters and like yeah, all these yeah. tricks and everything. It's like. Oh, whoa, like this is awesome, but also like is becoming more and more attainable. Like yeah. before it felt like I pay my $20 to go sit in the arc light yeah. and watch a film and be like, wow, that was great. Well, wish I could do that one <laughs> wish day. Wish I could do that yeah. one day. Ah, shucks. And then now like being like, there's nothing stopping us from making mm-hmm. little short films and things that are fun and like. And having the tools and like learning like, oh, this is why you need a sound guy. This yeah. is why you need this person on set uh, to make it like a look professional. And like, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah, no, I agree completely. Like uh, the idea of attainability has been something that has been like a through line for me for this year. Yeah. Because I, I, I was I'm obviously I wasn't from L.A. Yeah. And I moved out here. I've been out here for a little bit more than a year and a half. You're doing great. For oh, thanks. For That's what everyone half. says. Yeah. And like. I, I, I attribute that one to just like being super lucky. Um, but like being a, things are like attainable, like especially yeah. when you're out here and you start making friends who are like, oh yeah, this dude writes for this show or she's in this movie or blah, blah, blah. You're like, oh, yeah. how did you do it? And they're like, this is like the general idea of what I did. And you're like, oh, that seems like, I mean, you put in a lot of work, but like right. that's achievable. Yeah. Cause I think before it feels like, okay, I guess I just stand on the street corner yeah. and like, hope for a miracle yeah but it's like no you can like uh it took me a couple of years before someone was like go to ucb like yeah. uh and then it's like oh go go here go here and then it's like you foster your talent and then mm. you're meeting people and then yeah all of a sudden you're like oh this is how we're yeah we're, this oh, is oh we're how, doing it yeah you know like yeah. You're, you have f- like friends that want to help you out because they didn't get there by themselves. Yeah. Like they have friends like, yeah, I'll, I'll read your writing, I'll read your, your writing package and, and maybe I'll pass so it to amazing. my manager. Yeah. yeah. Not even that, like just the idea of someone reading something that you're like taking yeah. time to like listen to your podcast or yeah. like read your script or like watch your scene or anything like that. Like yeah. dedicating energy to like making someone better creatively. It's, it's something that I've, one, I really find enriching and I try to do it as much as I can. Yeah. Even same. if I don't listen to a show, like I'll like, share it's not hard to like share something oh yeah share or like like if you if you're like hey like my page or whatever i'm like yeah, yeah of course yeah. i'm gonna like it why am i gonna yeah. be an asshole and be like no i need to reserve this yeah. digital liking my yeah. digital curation yeah but also like if someone's like i made a video it's like five minutes long like yeah. i'll watch it you yeah. know and the next time i see you i can talk to you about yeah, it exactly. and like that's much more interesting than being like hey how's it going good so that weather. Yeah. Oh, you got a show at the clubhouse? That's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to go there, but that's great. Have fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that would, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not planning on going anywhere. So yeah. I hope one day I can help help the youngins. And, yeah, and, totally. Yeah, you know, because, um, yeah, it's like we, we're attaining knowledge and then we can give it, pass it down. Yeah, and, that's the whole idea is that, like, you know, I. I don't, I don't know if they do this anymore, but oh, I'm sure they do. But like just the, the old idea of like having a, uh, uh, an apprenticeship or like mm-hmm. a protege type, like master yeah. mentor thing. Yeah. It's like, 
it's super, it's a super cool concept, but I found that if you can do it in like a creative field, even if it's by proxy, not necessarily saying you are my mentor, I'm going to study you. Like I've been lucky in that regard. Like when I was at adult swim, I was a showrunner's assistant for Mm -hmm. Dave Willis and Casper Kelly. Oh, nice. um, Who Dave did Aqua Teen and Squid Believes and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And Casper did, um, you're, he did. Uh, ooh, I told I told you I wouldn't tap, and I just tapped. Tap, oh, tap. broke my tap old rule. <laughs> he did too many cooks. That was his big thing. Oh, I was just talking about too many cooks and how it's terrifying. It, it is. <laughs> it is frightening. I love it so much. It is. <laughs> Terrifying, it's, and then the best joke that they premiered it at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, right. The best thing you can watch at three o'clock in the I morning. I want to be that person that's going to therapy. Yeah, right now. <laughs> I don't know what happened. They just kept saying too many cooks. <laughs> uh, but like, I worked under them, and like, it wasn't like a a, a thing where like you're going to tutor me. Yeah. But like by proxy, just being there, like I saw like how they wrote and I saw yeah. like how they directed and like I mm-hmm. saw how they would give like notes and stuff on set. Yeah. And I just would have interpolated that into me. And now since I've been working at UCB as a podcast producer, like one of my shows is sports and leisure, which is like Matt Walsh's yeah. show. And like, he's been so like grateful, like not great, gracious. No, he's grateful. He, <laughs> he's so I, grateful he begs me, he's, me. This, he kisses my feet every day. No, like he's been that so, Matty Walsh. Walsh can't stop saying thank you. <laughs> no, but he's been like super helpful, like giving me career advice and like yeah. watching my videos and like getting That's me meetings. Awesome. And like yesterday uh, I had, my sister had a wedding. My older sister had a wedding last month and I wasn't able to go. I couldn't afford it, but he was like, you should just ask me. I would have paid you. I would have lent you the money to get a Aww. ticket. It's like, Oh, that's like, he, why does he do that? Like he's got beat money. Like why does he need yeah. to talk to some dork? He's just making a show. Yeah. That's the thing that like, yeah, as a poor person, like, uh, like my boss recently was like, Hey, we're going to VidCon. You're going to VidCon. You yeah. Take it. It's like, ah, uh, yay. Me? Yeah, me. me. But also I'd be like, cool, have fun. Like, tell me all about it. You know, yeah. and it's like, you didn't have to do that. That's, yeah. That's money. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I think, but then I know when I get older, and it's also like how I think about my grandma. It's like, of course you give the young people money. Yeah, so like, they need it the most. Yeah. They need the most <laughs> direction. Help them. Anyone who's under yeah. Anyone who's under 40 doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it is. I know, yeah. It's, I used to think 30 was like you had it all locked down it's like nope (laughs) nope i'm like two weeks in the 30 i have no idea what i'm doing yeah 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 i'm also like i recently read that like the reports are like your most happiest like when you're between like the ages of 33 and 35 because i think you kind of have everything locked in yeah like it's probably yeah it's probably about to start happening yeah yeah i can see that yeah so i'm like oh can't wait (laughs) yeah i can't wait for 33 baby Yeah. yeah But I was also excited for 30. I recently just turned 32 mm-hmm. was uh, I read like when you're 30, you pretty much, you know, at this point, you know what you want. Yeah. Which I think is good. And you don't care about like, oh, uh, I heard uh, Chad was talking crap on you. Or yeah. Like, it's like, it's, Chad, oh my God. <laughs> it's, it's so weird that you bring that up because I've been thinking about it a lot too. Is that like, I don't, I don't even care anymore about like <laughs> gossip and stuff. I'm like, yeah. I'm so tired of the other day. Like the idea of being able to be like, man, yo. Becky sucks. Like that's so much energy that I wish I, yeah. I wish I could talk shit about people. Yeah, I wish yeah. I had the energy. But yeah, like I don't even care about that stuff anymore. When people I'm like, like, if you don't like me, cool, man. Like, like yo, we he don't have sucks to hang it. it. He cannot initiate his improv is terrible. I'm like, ah, what am I gonna do? Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, then either don't improv with him or like yeah. don't care about it. Like it's like, I don't know, like one of my favorite things to do sometimes when I have the time is do a jam and be yeah. like, that move was crazy. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, we're all going to die one day. Let's just keep going. Yeah, Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're going to drive this on the tracks? Yeah. Let's drive it on the tracks. Yeah. Let's have fun doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, 
I, I love it. I'm like by twenties. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And I feel like being 30 now, is like just really like focusing on, it's like, we're working. So like, don't get burnt out. Yeah. And Oof, like, boy, yeah. yeah, I feel like that's my biggest yeah, thing. Yeah. I uh, like, it's so easy to just wake up and go, go, go. Yeah. It's, it's, I, especially if you're like on the grind, which I'm assuming you already had an audition today. Yeah. Like I've been dealing with that a lot over the past like four months. It's just like my Monday through Friday. You asked what my schedule was before. I started yeah, recording. Like, yeah. I work about 40 to 50 hours a week, give or take, like just producing mm-hmm. podcasts for work. And then I produce another five independently of work and then like writing and directing stuff on the weekends. It's yeah. like, like I didn't have a day off. Like this past Memorial Day weekend was like my first weekend off since <laughs> wow. like the year started yeah and it was it, and it felt great it was like yeah. wow this is how you should feel like you should like wake up and like have energy and like want to <laughs> mm-hmm. do stuff and like not worry about like thinking like creatively for yeah. like you know since it's like your main body of work which i'm assuming maybe the same thing yeah. is like you dedicate so much energy yeah. to like thinking and like trying to be creative that yeah. like you're not physically exhausted but like mentally you're like oh yeah. i just want to sit in front of a tv not even turn it on, like just sit just in front of something sit, and just yeah. like be static. Yeah. I was getting to a point, um, like a couple months ago. Well, I mean, dealing with burnout, that's been a practice for like a while now, but mm-hmm. I noticed that this habit was popping up where anytime I had free time, I'd instantly be like, I can get a head start on yeah, something or, right? Oh, maybe I should go- take another pass at that script. Oh, yeah. I sh- I've been meaning to email this person and then not like letting myself relax. Yeah. And I'm like, if I do that, I'll be dead by 40. Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't want to have a heart attack. Um, but like valuing that relaxation and like also that free time, like I think helps you mentally for creative work because it's like, yeah. like um, I work for a YouTube channel where like we're trying to get to this point where we can meet once a week and like crank out a video and post yeah. it at night. Um and I've we've had those times where it's like eleven o'clock at night and mm. we're still editing this yeah. uh, kids puppet science video, and it's like this needs another pass. Uh, maybe we should just release it now. Yeah. And then we're like, no, 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 like yeah. let's stop. We'll release it next week. Be, yeah. And then we'll come back with fresh eyes and then like be able to fine tune it. Mm-hmm. Which it's like that without that rest, like yeah, it's corners get cut and it's like made some bad decisions. Like, yeah, I made yeah. some really bad decisions that like just being tired and like all right, this is good. Just send it out. Yeah. Instead of being like, you know what? Let me just take time. Like no one, like people are going to be, the world will not stop spinning over the next 12 hours. I don't yeah. release this video or, yeah. or release this podcast <laughs> or whatever. Right. Yeah. Cause like, there's definitely a point where it's like, yes, you have to let it go. Mm-hmm. But too, like, I mean, I think auditioning is a good example of like actors constantly go on auditions and yeah. it's, it's so easy to just start phoning it in and being like, why am I not booking anything? And it's like, Oh yeah. Not doing the work. Like yeah. just kind of like, taking it for granted or yeah. And, but I don't think our guy Edgar, Wright, Like when he seamless transition back, sorry, I feel like I've derailed you so much for my own episode about <laughs> things not related to Edgar. It's Wright. like a perfect blend of second team. And <laughs> yeah. Members. Right. I keep having like, this isn't my show. Stop talking. Stop trying to. Yeah. Stress no, I loved it at the beginning. You were like asking me questions. So yeah. I'm like, all right, you yeah. can host for a bit. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I can't, it's hard to turn off sometimes. No, no, no. I, it's good. Like I, like I remember when I first started podcasting, mm. just guesting on people's shows and being yeah. like, how do I do this? Yeah. And then learning like, oh, and then being a host, it's yeah. like, oh, you like good hosts, like keep the conversation going yeah. and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so bring it back into Bring it back. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's somebody that I like watching his work. It's like every moment he's putting thought into it and. 
Yeah. And also I really enjoy like just speaking of downtime, like it's not uncommon I think for directors to knock out something every year, have a director come out something every year, but like it'll take time off. Yeah. It'll take take like three or four years off between pictures. And like, I love that. I was looking at his IMDb and there was like, I think 2004, 2007, it was like, what was, what was he up to? Yeah, yeah. He did like Shaun of the Dead, then Hot Fuzz. And yeah. then he took a break for a minute, did Scott Pilgrim, yeah. took another break. But I think that's great because like I remember David Russell doing Silver Linings Playbook and being like, this was great. And then, yeah. but then I felt like every year it was like American Hustle. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, what? Well, stop, just, stop. Yeah. Take a break. Like, We're going to be okay without yeah, seeing yeah. a picture. You'll get your Oscar, but like you need to take a break because <laughs> this is getting worse and worse. Yeah. You know? like, diminished uh, returns. Yeah. yeah, it is like diminished returns. Yeah. Uh, I but re- I see a lot of those Oscar baiting, like they're always getting the noms. Like, so yeah. every year they're like, here's this one, here's this one. And it got to a point where I'm like, I'm like, uh, like I liked one of your movies a few years ago, but this yeah. is like it's okay. But like I feel like you're in it for the wrong reason. Yeah, now like or you're trying whatever. to get this accolades. I yeah. I think what I appreciate about um, about rights films is that it feels like there's a curation, and it mm-hmm. feels like there's a progression of skill and like what he's trying to get out of each film. Yeah, he sort of reminds me of tarantino and that like tarantino said he wants to get like 10 films out 10 solid films and then like just retire yeah and i feel like wow. writes on the same path where it's like he's mm-hmm. had that's what hot fuzz sean the dead scott pilgrim this is the end baby driver and like his first feature it's like yeah, he's got six films out like if he could do four more of the next like 10 15 years and they're all yeah. like the same like kind of yeah. quality it's like oh that's a great great, that's a great catalog of yeah. work yeah because he's like he's he's also like really into like the minutia of film and cinema. Like if you ever seen any of his commentaries. Yeah. I was watching an interview of him just talking like the thing on YouTube I found was like 10 films you haven't seen. And he was going into why you need to see this film. And he pulls out some deep cuts. Yeah. Like this is a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a huge nerd. He he pulls it out and like, he has like thoughts on it. Kind of like how Tarantino, like whether or not you like his films, but like he appreciates the art of cinema. Yeah. Yeah. He cares about film. Yeah. And there's, he's the Edgar Wright is think is very cut from that same cloth. Like there's a, there's a commentary for, I think, Either I think it's Hot Fuzz with him and Quentin, uh-huh. and they just spend the entire movie just talking about other movies and like there's like a there's a, a checklist of like yeah. all the films that they've referenced and it's like yeah. 200 films some like very wow. obscure it'll be like this obscure Italian like yeah um like detective film called like Good Detective Better Man or something like that it was like <laughs> weird esoteric yeah. cuts that you could probably saw like once when you were a kid but mm-hmm. you just retained the information yeah um like I really appreciate that because like I tr- I. I would like to fashion myself as a cinemaphile, but like, I just, I, I'm not deep into it like that. I wish I had the time. Like, I wish I, I had the time. Like, I, I go through phases where I'm like, all right, I'm going to try and watch like as many Alfred Hitchcock movies yeah. as possible. And then like nerd out over those cuts. Yeah. And then like, I remember, yeah, reading about like Texas Chainsaw. Like, have you ever, there's like a really good book about uh, the, women in chainsaws. Uh, I don't think oh, that, no. uh, I'll have to look up the name, but it's, it's like a guy just wrote a book about like the making of Texas Chainsaw. Oh, the make. Okay. No, I haven't, I haven't read that. Yeah. And it's basically written by like students in Texas. Oh, that's and, great. And it became like this huge thing, mm. but there's like this very specific, uh, cut he did where like, I think this woman's like swinging and they go under the swing and mm. then like pan up and you see the house. Yeah. The like murder house. Yeah. And Steven Spielberg saw it and was like, How'd they do that? Yeah, and then, yeah. And then, like, as soon as he knew that guy was like at a, the same like place he was, he's yeah. like, 
find that guy for me. And then imagine like someone going to me like, hey, Steven Spielberg wants to talk to you. And you're like, what? You saw my, my low budget horror movie? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, how'd you do that shot? You know, but it's like, so like for a while, it's like, okay, famous shots. I'm going to watch movies Yo, on famous shots. That's such a great, I haven't done that in so long. That's such it's a great idea. It's so fun. And it's fun to like nerd out about it for yeah. that reason. Yeah. I, uh, I really love, I love um, his approach uh, to approach filmmaking, but also what his influences are, because mm-hmm. they are sort of in line with mine. As far as like, they're not like they're not like Citizen Kane or Godfather. <laughs> it's like those are influential, but it's like the the B films and like yeah. the, the the schlock films. Like, I think I may have seen that top ten film thing you mentioned because mm-hmm. I remember he mentioned one maybe called like Phase Four. It's like a yeah. It's a when I was when I was kind of going back through through film school and like, all right, I need to I need to catch up. I need to to like do some more homework. I haven't watched movies like that in a long time. I spent like just every, every month I'd buy like two or three like obscure DVDs. And I got really into like movies like that, like these bizarre B films and like phase four was a film that Edgar Wright really loved. It's uh it's such a crazy movie. It's uh it was directed by Saul Bass, like the famous title designer. Mm-hmm. It's the only feature he ever did, or narrative feature anyway. And it's about these uh ants, these ant colonies that are like <laughs> taken over uh uh this this town with like super smart ants so they can coordinate and stuff. Um but it has such it's like it has it's impressive because like Saul Bass was able to like give personality to ants, which you would think would be like the most impersonable, one of the most impersonable yeah. insects yeah. on the planet. But like you, f- like there are parts where like ants like get killed and stuff, and, and you you're f- like, no, well, you're like you feel bad for the ants, and it's is <laughs> is so they don't really have yeah, a, even, a it, nervous system yeah, or a conscience. And, and like they don't, they were <laughs> just yeah, there. You get attached. And, you get attached, and it's so well shot and so yeah. biz- such a unique film. True, like Damn, you, like I'll have unique to watch film. That. That's so interesting. I'll lend it. To, it's probably on the internet somewhere, but I'll lend you the DVD if you can't find yeah. it. It's so good, and like watching that, I'd be like, "Wow, this is so different than anything else yeah. that that I've seen." And also, this is what people. This what this is what should influence people. It's yeah. so outside of the box. And like speaking of like just interesting shots, like there are so many good like just interesting shots and there's also there's there's some shots where they obviously didn't have the money to fix it like there's this <laughs> weird shot where like the camera just starts shaking where yeah. obviously someone had like knocked into the thing and it just yeah. shakes violently and it's like oh well they had to leave it in because they didn't have to afford the money to do it but yeah i really appreciate i appreciate his taste in cinema because it is like the stuff that you would expect like you know godfather and all that stuff which is great but yeah. then he'll have like these sort of like deeper cuts from like you know, phase, phase four or whatever, yeah. like the, all these British films that he would watch and horror films. And, um, uh, kind of thinking on that line of like, you know, talking about the shot going under and seeing the house. Yeah. There's this, there's this, uh, there's this, the, this Japanese new wave film called the, the wild ones. It is, it was made in like 1961 or 62. Okay. And it's a, it's just, it's such, it's, it's such a, f- can you curse on this? Yes. <laughs> it's such a fucking punk rock movie. Yeah, yeah. It's like about these like these uh like sort of like Japanese like these like 20 20 year old Japanese like uh-huh. basically dirtbags. They're like they're into like bebop jazz and like they're really in love with like oh, American whoa. culture. There's like this yeah. this like thumping bebop jazz soundtrack yeah. to everything and they're all like they're all like, you know, um at the bar drinking and talking about how much the world sucks and like how you know it, it sucks being like you know like there's this line where he's talking about like Japanese we're the worst is like we uh we took we took jazz from black men 
and we took it for ourselves and now we don't we don't we don't talk to black people about we love their music and then he says no then like he like he kind, of, kind of slumps over and he's like no yeah. wait a minute white people are the worst because they took it and like all while this is happening there's this crazy like bebop jazz going yeah and the camera is just like panning all over this bar like just seeing all these interesting things wow. and you're like how the fuck did they shoot this yeah. in 1961 <laughs> this camera has not stopped moving for the past yeah. three minutes yeah it's insane it's so like a ballerina yeah it's, it's like dancing through it's the like thing. You're, yeah. it's so poetic and yeah. it's so just different from anything else that was happening at that time and honestly since yeah. i've seen since then what's it called the the wild ones or the what? lost ones. Oh. It's on. It's a Hulu Criterion. Oh, it's okay. such a great film. Yeah. It's 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 a film that follows three very deplorable people. They're not redeemable in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah. You don't like them. They do terrible things. But it's such a, like a. Uh, it's so frantic and kinetic, and I've never seen anything like mm-hmm. it. And I've never seen a movie capture that sort of like frantic movement of the camera yeah uh, and like just such a wild unhinged experience it's That's so great amazing. yeah it's it's yeah. such a wild film like i love I think, it yeah and it uh like you talking about those movies like just remind me that like i think the biggest thing especially i think we for like people up and coming forget to ask like mm-hmm. while we're hustling yeah it's like why why are we making this yeah you know yeah. like i could just imagine that director being like i saw an ant one day and was like What's it like to be an ant? Yeah, you know, yeah. I want to explore ants. Maybe we're the ants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, I feel like directors especially always know exactly, what, like good directors, they know yeah. exactly why they're making it, you know? Yeah. Like, and they have, they have something to say and like, you know, and I think that's maybe sometimes when we're watching something, I was like, I don't know why this, I'm not enjoying this or why yeah. I am. It's probably because there's that message is probably mm-hmm. being like expressed or the thing you're watching really has doesn't have a purpose yeah. you're like i don't i just don't like it i don't know why you know yeah, i think it's the idea of just having a point of view yeah um even if the movie's not good like what i this is thing that i really <laughs> enjoy is like when you watch these sort of like low budget or like sort of b sci-fi flicks is when they yeah. pair it when they have like a goofy story but the director's like really into what they're talking about yeah like there's this movie have you heard of life force Life Force. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it's it. It's this like quintessential goofy 80s sci-fi movie. Okay. But the director is, I think it was Tony Hooper who did Texas Chainsaw. Oh, okay. And this is like his, his like foray back into movie making. But yeah. it's like, it's about space vampires. <laughs> it's really goofy and stupid, yeah. but like he like had such a like clear vision and like he yeah. want like he was into the story that he was trying to tell. Like he, yeah. he had like those directory, like <laughs> this movie's about this, 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 like one of those type of deals. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. bro, like you're making a movie where like the lead actress is naked for the entire movie right, right, right. and all she, she sucks people's energy out by kissing them. Like this is yeah. objectively a shocky movie, but like they're falling yeah. on those swords. Yeah. yeah like yeah. I just appreciate that. Yeah. At least, yeah. yeah they're, they believe they're making something, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's what really draws me to, to Wright's films is that he makes good films, but also like, yeah, like he can, he can sort of delve into like, Oh, this is the horror movie that I make or the zombie movie. And this yeah. is like the eighties action flick that I make. Yeah. But like, it's, it's, it's all like it rises above, you know, like yeah. it's so well it's, put together yeah, on it, every foundation that yeah. like you can dip into the schlockiness, but still have it be like presented in such a yeah. well-produced manner. Yeah. And as you said before, like it's about like the every man yeah. growing up, like, yeah, yeah. like I can't play video games forever. Yeah. Uh, I love this woman, but I don't want to get married. Nah, yeah. I need to get married. You know, like that, like where like, I feel like a lot of people are like, I relate to this, yeah. even though it's in a, 
of the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the least important issue going yeah. on is the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's great. Yeah. I will love Edgar Wright for listening. Please let me meet you and just talk to you for like an hour, buy you coffee. Yeah. We'll Watch meet we'll meet uh, on Sunset and Western Sunset by that, Western by by that the target. target. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I hope this episode worked out. I know we dived a lot into not Edgar Wright things, but had a really fun, it was a great conversation. I had a lot of fun. Yay. Thanks so much. Yeah, no problem. And that's the show. Thanks, Zig, for coming on. Be sure to check out Zig's podcast, The Second Team, and Blurreds with Friends. And you can follow him on Twitter at Ziggy Mardust. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Cassie Jerkins. Just to clarify a couple things, the Texas Chainsaw book that I couldn't remember at the time, it is called Chainsaw Confidential, How We Made the World's Most Notorious Horror Movie. And it's written by Gunnar Hansen, who played Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw. So scary! But he's a great writer, and it's a really interesting read and we were talking about Allison Pill and I was just thinking about her and I was thinking about confirming like oh was she in the newsroom yes she was in the newsroom and then it made me think of Jeff Bridges and it made me think of when I lived in New York in 2007 and I was seeing a ton of shows because my school hooked us up with free tickets all the time I had a notebook and I wrote down every show I saw I saw over 150 shows in the little time that I lived in New York and one of my top favorite shows was this play called Blackbird that was an off-Broadway production in 2007 and it was written by David Harrower and I remember it starred Jeff Bridges and somebody else in this play. It's a two-person play. It's a very interesting dark topic. It's basically about it's basically about a 40-year-old man who has a, an affair with a 12-year-old girl in his cul-de-sac and when obviously people find out he has to serve time and he changes his name and he gets a new job and he like leaves town and then the girl finds him and confronts him 15 years later in his new office in the break room and it was an incredible fascinating hard to watch play but I loved it because Jeff Bridges was so committed as well as the actress and I was like I wonder who that actress was I looked it up it was Allison Pill. Jeff Bridges and Allison Pill. I got to see them in an off-Broadway show in 2007. It was one of the best plays I saw that time out of 150 over so many plays. She's incredible. He's incredible. Ah, damn those good actors. They are good. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the show and I hope you walk away inspired in whatever it is that you're passionate about because whatever it is, go out there and do it and remember to breathe, relax, and find the joy in life because it's all we got. It burns! And while you're out there making your dreams come true, if you happen to be shopping at Amazon.com, go to BoardWalkAudio.com slash DumbNerds and click on that Support Our Artist button. It takes you straight to Amazon so you can shop like you normally would and gives us a little kickback to keep this dumb show going. Also, please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Go to iTunes Store, type in Dumb Nerds, boom, there we are. Give us a review. Five star would be awesome. And you know, if you give us a five star and you write something, I will read it on the air. Enjoy the rest of your week. Bye! a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardWalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.